0: Today's read, Midnight and the Meaning of Love, by Sister Soldier. Chapter 2, So in Love. Naja overslept. When I went into her room to wake her for school, I found her sleeping in her same clothes from yesterday and clutching a doll. The scene was strange. At night, she usually wore her pajamas and her robe and woke up wearing them as well. She didn't play with dolls, wasn't the type, was more into puzzles and pets. As I approached her bed, I saw the doll had the same hair as my wife, long, black and thick. That hair is real, I thought to myself, and reached for the doll. I maneuvered it out of Nasha's hands and flipped it around. It was a tan-skinned doll with Japanese eyes drawn on, with a heavy permanent black Sharpie marker. The material was sewn and held together with a rough and amateurish stitch. Naja woke up and said with a sleepy slur and stutter, "I I finally made something by myself. She turned sideways in her bed, propping her head up with her hand and said now with confidence, It's a Kimi. Can't you tell? I smiled the way a man with troubles on his mind might smile to protect a child's innocent view of the world. I could have easily got tight with my little sister because she had gone into my room and removed the ponytail of hair that Akimi had chopped off of her own head one day in frustration with her Japanese family. It looks like her. You did a good job, I told Naja. Do you really think it looks like your wife? Or are you just saying that to be nice, Nasha asked. I'm saying it to be nice. Now get up, you're running late for school today. Hakimi's expensive collection of high heels was lined up against the wall in our bedroom. Her hand painted Nikes and other kicks with colorful laces were spread out too. Her luggage and clothing, every dress and each skirt, a memory of something sweet, were all there. Her black eyeliner pencil that outlined her already dark and beautiful eyes was left out on the desktop. The perfume elixir that Uma made for Akimi, but truly for my pleasure. Was there also. The crystal bottle top was tilted to the right from the last use. Her yoga mat was rolled up and lying in the corner. She had left her diary out for all to see. She knew we could not read one word of the Japanese kanji that began on the last page and ended on the first, yet she had colorful drawings in there as well. Just then, I recalled her fingers gliding down the page with a colored pencil in one hand and a chunk of charcoal in the other. Everywhere in our bedroom, there were signs that this was a woman, a wife, who lived here beside me, her husband, and definitely intended to stay. We are teenagers, Akemi and I, but we are both sure of our bond. Furthermore, we took that bold and irreversible step into marriage and our two hearts became one. She had left her designer life and luxurious apartment behind and moved into the Brooklyn projects to be beside and beneath me, so in love, even in the chaos of this hood. and the glare of the ambulances and scream of their sirens, she could only see me each day her love became more sweeter her smile even brighter after hearing Uma's story I understood now that in the Sudan my home country the kidnapping of females is unusual but has happened especially when two men were battling over the same woman A Sudanese man will fight hard and by any means necessary to earn the right and advantage over the next man to marry the bride of his choice and make her his own. Yet our men never battle over a woman after the marriage has already taken place, been witnessed, acknowledged, and agreed on. We never battle to win a woman after her husband has gone into her and I had gone into my wife over and over in so many ways that the thought alone made my heart begin to race and my entire body began to sweat like summer but in the spring season I looked at my bed sheets that I had never thought about before Uma had selected those sheets knowing that a man wouldn't mind but a woman would She dressed up my bed one day while I was out. Uma wanted Akimi to feel good and welcomed. I had to admit that those Egyptian cotton sheets were soft and comfortable. Only Akimi's skin was softer. Itada is the word from back home that describes for us a bigger offense. My mind switched to that thought. Itada happens when a kidnapper steals a woman against her will, then rapes her. I promised myself that in my blood relation beef with my wife's father, this was not that type of problem. Yet I also knew that when a man is not beside his woman, protecting, loving, providing, and influencing her all the time, Itada is always possible by any man who is allowed to be in the same room with her if that man is living low. My sensei taught me the technique of breathing a certain way to lower the blood pressure and calm the mind and settle the heart. It was not a technique meant to prevent murder. A man has to think, but not too much. Thinking to an extreme can paralyze a man's actions and turn him into a passive coward. What Sensei taught me was a technique meant mainly to calm a warrior. To prepare him to make the sharpest, wisest, most effective strike against his target. So, I was using it as a, as I stepped, swiftly down the subway stairs and out of the spring air. Now, it was Monday. My feet were moving rhythmically with my breathing. My game face was neutral, but my soul was scowling. Each time that I cleared my murderous thoughts, they would reappear.